Hey y'all, I'm Chris J, and you're listening to the very first ever episode of Once Upon a Time in Shreveport. This is a new series that features weird, paranormal, and sometimes just really stupid, unbelievable true history from my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana. If you're streaming this podcast and you want to subscribe to receive future episodes when they come out, just search for All Y'all wherever you get your podcasts. Look for the little orange circle that says All Y'all. That's the main feed of the All Y'all podcast, which is where we'll be publishing episodes of Once Upon a Time in Shreveport. You can also find show notes, research materials, tons of photos, um, lots of stuff, YouTube links for each of these episodes at allyallblog.com. My plan is to release uh, new episodes each Tuesday with a break in mid-June, and we'll see how that goes. Having said all of that, welcome to Once Upon a Time in Shreveport. Settle into your coziest chair, pour yourself a tall glass of Shake Them Haters Off, and prepare yourself for a nightmare on North Market Street. Our first true tale of Shreveport horror, I call it Shreveport Monkey Paw. It wasn't a dark and stormy night. In fact, it was 60 degrees and sunny outside when an unnamed employee of Louisiana Proteins clocked in for their Wednesday afternoon shift. Located at 509 Fortson Street in the North Market Street area of Shreveport, Louisiana Proteins was known to most locals as the Dog Food Factory. Technically, the place was an animal byproducts rendering facility, which means they incinerated the scraps of animal corpses for use in dog food and other products. So, safe to say, this was probably not a great place to work. Especially not on the afternoon of Wednesday, December 12th, 2012. The Times reports what happened that day. Shreveport police received a call about 2 p.m. that an employee of Louisiana Proteins had found dismembered body parts in the processing room, Corporal Marcus Hines said. Now you may hate your job, but chances are you'll never hate your job as much as the fellow who clocked in at the animal incinerator on North Market Street just to find severed hands laying all over his workstation. Well, technically they weren't laying all over it. There were only there was one severed hand and one severed foot. When police arrived at the scene, they collected the hand and the foot. There must have been some discussion about the source of the body parts because the Shreveport Police Department had them sent to the coroner's office for DNA analysis. An unnamed authority cited in the article said that the hand and foot, quote, definitely are not human and possibly are from a primate, unquote. Definitely not human, but only possibly primate. I mean, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Hey y'all, this is Chris. I want to introduce you to our first sponsor. Cole Sarton and Sarton Law Firm are located in downtown Shreveport. I stopped in and just asked Cole a bunch of questions on a recent Friday afternoon. And the first thing I asked him is what makes a good attorney? 
That's a tough one. Uh, I really think listening to the client is probably the most important part, as well as communicating with the client. I've seen other attorneys that that are not responsive, that do not communicate, and I make it a, a point of mine to to answer the client's calls, to answer the client's questions, because I, I feel if there's a problem, I need to know about it. If the client can tell me there's a problem, then we're halfway there. We can get over nine out of every ten problems, but that's only if we know about them. So I encourage communication back and forth. Um, and if there's a problem, I'm going to talk to the client. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to wait six months to tell them about it. I'm going to tell them immediately so we can overcome the issue if there is one. You can learn more about Cole Sarton and Sarton Law Firm at www.colesartonlaw.com. That's S-A-R. T-I-N, ColeSartonLaw.com. The Times reporter who provided the only news coverage of this bizarre and grisly event apparently didn't find it to be too big of a deal. Here's how the story in the paper wrapped up. The facility handles animal byproducts, which are trucked in. It has yet to be determined which truck made the delivery and where the delivery originated. Well, yeah, that's that's the million-dollar question. As far as from where I'm sitting, the million-dollar question is where did that delivery originate? Because wherever it originated, someone chopped up a monkey. I remember the day that this happened, and I recall Mayor Cedric Glover actually tweeted about it. I, if you're really young, I'm sorry, I have to I have to include this. This isn't in the script, but I have to mention Mayor Glover on Twitter was a big deal. If you're really young, like you don't know this, but Mayor Glover was like the first Shreveport mayor who was on social media in a major way. And it was a trip because he tweeted his entire day. So anyway, about a decade later, I, I after this event all happened. I tweeted at Mayor Glover for this show, and I asked him if he remembered the day that they had to shut down the dog food factory because someone found a bunch of severed hands. And he did remember it, and he wanted to talk about it. He sent me like a hundred messages about it. So here's some of what he had to say. I barely have anything other than a passing recollection of the monkey paw mystery. My recollections of Louisiana proteins are five years earlier and were much more pugilistic and pungent. By December of 2012, you hardly knew they were even there except for the occasional stray monkey foot. It's a crazy tale. With all the stuff you see at a rendering plant, I'm just glad these gentlemen cared enough to not just shrug their shoulders. It's a horrible way to make a living. Thanks, Mayor Glover, for those comments. And I appreciate you, Mayor Glover, for even responding to what must have been uh, the most random media inquiry uh, for a comment on a on an event in the distant or semi-distant past. Finally, I'm going to close this portion of the show with what Mayor Glover had to say when I asked him where he thought the body parts could have come from. Here's how the mayor summed it up. That's the question to be answered, and I'm sure someone has answered it. If there was any sort of crime actually committed here, is there a required higher standard for the disposal of a primate versus other animals? For our final segment, 
Billy Vadrine of the Monroe-based rock group, The Vadrines, will join me. Um, and we are going to laugh at some really inappropriate things, some ridiculous jokes about the Shreveport monkey paw. Hey y'all, this is Chris. I'm so grateful for the support of our next sponsor, Putman Restoration. They're the people you call to help clean up after a disaster like a a house fire or burst pipes. I grew up with this company's founder. He's a guy named Putt Putman. And here's what he had to say about how he got started in this incredibly unique career of his. It all started for me growing up in the janitorial business in Spring Hill, Louisiana with my parents. Went to college, got married and moved to Dallas. And... I just wasn't happy with the retail. I couldn't wait to get back in the service industry. I love the relationships. I love coming to the rescue. If someone had a water damage or fire loss or something of that nature, I just loved um, results and, you know, just coming to aid when people were down and needed my help. I saw in Dallas when I was in carpet cleaning and I was there cleaning carpet when Katrina hit. So I, I saw the company's restoration company, what they were doing and what kind of impact it had. And I wanted to be a part of that. And so I came, moved back to Shreveport and opened my own restoration company. And that was in 2006. To learn more about Putman Restoration, visit PutmanRestoration.com. Again, that's P-U-T-M-A-N restoration.com or you can give them a call 318-453-5029 tell them thanks for sponsoring once upon a time in shreveport so our co-pilot for the final segment of the show is one of my oldest friends he was the best man in my wedding he played the lead in a short film that I wrote, and uh, he and I and a guy named John Rathel made back when I was at Centenary College in the aughts. Um, and he's the lead singer of a band called the Vadrines, which is a straight-up rock and roll band out of Monroe, Louisiana, and they've got a new record. You can find it on Spotify. It's V-I-D-R-I-N-E-S. All Billy Vadrine knew about why I was talking to him for this show was that I was going to read him a newspaper article about a true event that took place in Shreveport and just get his reactions. That's all he knew going in. He had no idea what the topic of the article was. Um, I started off Billy and I's chat by asking him what he thought the story might be about if he had to guess. Okay, well... <laughs> hmm. There's a lot of options here. It could be related somehow tangentially to the Wu-Tang Clan, because that's how we, we first connected in high school, was, was you were wearing a Wu-Tang Clan t-shirt, and I think I was wearing Puma sneakers. And so we started talking about the Wu-Tang Clan and the Beastie Boys. So it could be rap-related or Wu-Tang-specific. It could be. Here we go. This is um, 100% factual, actual article from the Shreveport Times. Um, and here we go. Remains found in plant, not human. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. <laughs> now, now that's very. That's sort of. That that that's that's sort of a that that that's not a very specific. Head, I mean, okay, the remains. Obviously, there's something dead <laughs> in in the plant. Now, is the plant? Is it like a, a, a machine works where like, you know, a, like where Freddy Krueger would hang out? You know, is it like the power plant, the old shutdown power plant? We found some bones. Don't worry, they're not human. 
<laughs> no, no, I don't think that's the case, though. I think that this is one of those giant, like, you know, plant, like those, those South American flowering things that only flower like once every 40 or 50 years. And a bunch of people came to watch it open and a bunch of bones fell out of it. And they screamed. <laughs> this is and why. they instead of protesting. This is why I love you so much. I had not even thought about that definition of plants. Okay. So let me try to, let me, let me give you the first paragraph. Here we go. A severed hand and foot found Wednesday afternoon at a Shreveport animal byproduct plant definitely are not human and possibly are from a primate, authorities say. Whoa! Whoa. (laughs) Oh! What? Whoa! Okay, so, whoa! That's a lot to unpack. What kind of a plant is this? A Shreveport animal byproduct. <laughs> so it's a processing plant that that essentially renders unusable pieces of animal carcasses and makes hot dogs or um, dog food. <laughs> any, uh, um, we probably have some of their products in our house yeah, right now. Exactly the cushions that your kids jump on at the Playland. Um, okay. 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 So. So somebody found a foot and a hand yes, and freaked out and thought somebody was trying to like get rid of their spouse or their rival in fantasy football or, or, or <laughs> World of Warcraft or whatever. When did this happen? When um, did this happen? This happened in December of 2012. 2000. That's not that long ago. No, it's That's not. like. People had cell phones. There was, I think we had like live journal and MySpace. <laughs> Okay, go on, go on, please. Please the, go on. The second sentence is nice because it's really compact as, a parent, as, a, as opposed to the first one. Uh, it's a nice rhythm. So the body parts are being tested by the Caddo Coroner's Office, period. Like you, like you do. Shreveport Police received a call about 2 p.m. that an employee at Rigel Byproducts, Louisiana Proteins, had found the dismembered Louisiana protein. That was the name of the, the <laughs> Louisiana protein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes okay, me think I'm of, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. <laughs> that makes me think more of crawfish tails than chimpanzee yeah. hands. But I, I, well I think there's probably a whole section of fourth grade science that covers Louisiana proteins. And social studies, now that I think about it. Anyway, go ahead. Shreveport police received a call about 2 p.m. that an employee of Rigel Byproducts, Louisiana Proteins, had found the dismembered body parts in a processing room, police corporal Marcus Hines said. Now, the uh. la- yeah, right? So he clocks in. <laughs> and he puts on his, his butcher apron and, right. you know, his goggles. You know, this is pre, you know, pre-COVID and everything. So, you know, he was probably not as covered as he would be now. He right. wasn't in a hazmat suit. He was probably in shorts. He goes in and he sees a couple of hands and the feet yeah. laying there. Wait, are you just this simple man? He just wants to process protein for a living. And, 
and, and bring home the bacon, but not from there. Yeah, right. <laughs> not that bacon. Don't eat that, that bacon. bacon. That bacon's not any good anymore. Let me finish it, and we'll, yes. then, we'll, then we'll dissect it. Um, yes, the facility handles animal byproducts, which are trucked in, he said. It has yet to be determined which truck made the delivery and where the delivery originated. <laughs> that, oh my God. Bill, Bill, that's the end of the story. That's it? That's all that, there is? That's the end of the article in the newspaper. So is to, there any follow-up? Is there, <laughs> did they come back and say anything? No. <laughs> that's it? So the part, that, right, the part about this story that gets me the most is that they rule out like the police come and say, no, those aren't human hands, but they might be primate hands that are laying all around the floor of your factory. <laughs> in which case- did they, did they specify in the article how many primate says, body parts were it's, there? It says a set- two or a pair? <laughs> it says a severed hand and foot. Just one of each. <laughs> so this monkey may still be out there. I mean, <laughs> I, well, see, I have a theory here, Chris. I have a theory that this is actually, this is the proof we've been needing. And I hope that they saved this foot and this hand because it's, it's fucking Sasquatch, Chris. A Sasquatch was wandering along the I-20 corridor, you know, and, and like maybe it came across a Stuckey's and, you know, this, this, this animal, and it was hungry, right? And it was going right. to go root around behind the Stuckies for something to eat. Sure. And there just happened to be this truck of animal byproducts. And it, it ooh, it smelled so good. So it jumped in and was like stomping around in there and eating the, eating the junk. And then it heard the diesel engine of the truck turn over and it startled it. And it tried to <laughs> leap out and it caught its hand in its foot. If you bump into a Sasquatch with a peg leg and a hook hand. <laughs> we, we... Oh, <laughs> oh, that poor guy. Oh, the tales he probably tells. Tell us again how it happened. Well, there were eight of them. Crocodiles, alligators, I don't know what. I fought him off. You were just Bill. a baby. You were just a baby. I was trying to protect you. Okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A, couple, a couple of the questions that I have after reading this. I, 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 I mean, you have more than a couple. I, <laughs> what, I, I what other options are there for hands? Like, so the, the police show up and they're like, mm, these aren't It's human. not human. Too hairy. We'll see. Too hairy. <laughs> But well, okay, it's not like, I mean, so it's obviously these were not a small primate. This was not like a leftover lemur right, or something right, like that. Right. This is like a chimpanzee or possibly <laughs> a gorilla. <laughs> so that's a possibility. I love yeah. the, um, the... Sasquatch. But they, well, yeah, the Sasquatch is I'm real. telling you, it's Sasquatch. It's, it's my leading theory. It's but... the Boggy Creek. It's the it... Boggy Creek bellower or whatever they call it <laughs> so yes that's that is what they call it the boggy creek bellower Now for a word from our sponsors at Saints Hair which is an all-inclusive wedding and event venue located in Benton Louisiana One thing about Saints Hair that's kind of unusual they have two chapels Here's co-owner Derek Schreiber explaining 
we started off with our Whitechapel. We wanted to have certainly an option for outdoor and indoor ceremonies. If weather didn't cooperate, we are in Louisiana, it rarely cooperates. You don't know what's going on from from moment to moment. So we wanted to make sure that we had what we needed to give the guests the experience that, that they wanted and for the couples to be able to be assured uh, that they were going to have uh, the ceremony that they've dreamed of um, without uh, having to worry about weather. And then recently we built uh, the outdoor chapel. We can make kind of late late game decisions um, whether uh, the ceremony is going to be in one space or, or the other. That's no problem at all for us. We have the staff, we have the capabilities, and really we're, we're here to serve the couples. We're here to serve the bride. So uh, whatever she wants, we are going to do literally anything that we can to make that happen. To learn more about St. Tear, visit www.saintterre.com. I'm going to spell it out. It's S-A-I-N-T-E-T-E-R-R-E.com. It's a beautiful place. Check it out online or give them a call at 318-936-9544. Well, can I just well, I love it. That, I love that you're that you told me this story, Chris. This is amazing. Do you have more <laughs> more questions about this though? No, honestly, you know, I'm, I'm all done, but I'm very delighted with your take on what happened. I think it's you're Bill, if there's one word I would use to describe you, it is... is, (laughs) Oh, God, no. It's a four-letter one, I bet. You you are a reasonable person. What? And and I think you you looked at the situation, you considered the evidence, and you came to the only possible conclusion, which Which is... Which is big for Well, Boggy Creek, really. (laughs) It's it's the Boggy Creek Bellower, a.k.a. the Sasquatch. And there's somewhere a Sasquatch along the I-20 corridor just forlornly staring out of the tree line at the highway with a hook on one hand and a peg leg on the other. And sometimes at night, you can hear him howling behind hamburger happiness. Thank you for listening to the first ever episode of Once Upon a Time in Shreveport. There are five more stupid episodes in this season. Um, They'll be originally released throughout June and July of 2021, and hopefully uh, you all will enjoy them and let me know. Please uh, drop me a line, chrisj318 at gmail.com. That's the whole last name, J-J-A-Y, so it's chrisjay318 at gmail.com I would love to hear from anyone if you if you enjoyed this, if you uh, think I'm an idiot the brothers Treme created our theme song and the incredibly talented Nate Treme made illustrations for each episode that you can see on the website allyallblog.com the topic of our next episode is going to be Andy Sedaris, he's a Shreveport native and indie filmmaker Um, Our guests for this episode are going to be Molly Hires. I'm really excited about them coming on the show. And uh, Drew Sedaris, who is Andy Sedaris' son. He never does interviews about his dad's career. And I'm just... I'm just honestly honored and overwhelmed that we're going to have him on. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Those accounts, um, the, the, the Once Upon a Time in Shreveport accounts, you can find them at at once in SHV. Again, that's at once in SHV. Once Upon a Time in Shreveport is a presentation of All Y'all Media 
LLC. Oh, 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 oh